1: welcome to the Daily Hammer your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the battery power podcast Network my name is Sean Coleman hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening you're having a terrific Thursday and hopefully the end of your week is certainly going to be the best it can be you can find the Daily Hammer the battery power podcast and the road to Atlanta podcast all at batterypower.com as well as at battery power SBN across all forms of social media my name is Sean Coleman you can can find me at stats sac. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. So the Braves' 14-game stretch of this to start the season without any rest days has finally come to an end. A six-and-eight start to the season, and just like they did on their seven-game homestand to start the season, the Braves finish off their West Coast road trip with a three and four record, a five to one loss to the Los Angeles Dodgers on Wednesday afternoon. And just to be honest, a game that, you know, it just seemed like the Braves never were really in. There really was never any type of offensive threat that was produced by the Braves until the last inning when Marcelo, Marcelo Zuna got an RBI. It just was did not seem that the Braves really ever stood a chance in this game against the Dodgers. So the Braves in the road trip with a 3-4 record, and there's not much to talk about Wednesday's game. Charlie Morton once again struggled. Freddie Freeman hit an early home run, and as I mentioned, the Braves just did not really seem to be in it from that point on, but a three and four record, when you're considering how the Braves have been playing, you know where they are in terms of figuring out their rotation. Obviously, trying to figure out you know the bottom of their order. Overall, six and eight to start the season certainly is not ideal. You certainly feel as if the Braves have more talent. Like their talent should result in a better record. The overall efforts that they've shown on the mound. And the plate, when it comes to advanced metrics, it suggests the Braves' record should be better. It's just right now the results are not there. And that, yes, has been a consistent theme so far this year. But when you still are trying to figure everything out as far as the team goes, when you know that the results are not matching the efforts as of yet, I'm not necessarily that disappointed with a 6-4 and four record, especially when you've gone out on the West Coast, where we know that the Braves overall have struggled more often than they've succeeded in recent years, especially in LA. I'll take a 6-8 and eight record. Now, Obviously, in terms of this West Coast Coast road trip, there are a few concerns that you certainly hope as sample sizes get bigger, these concerns work themselves out. For one, is Charlie Morton bookending this West Coast road trip with two pretty forgettable performances. Overall, Charlie Morton on this West Coast road trip had two starts in which he totaled uh, 10 and one-thirds innings. In those two starts, he gave up nine earned runs and three three home and three home runs, as well as 15 hits. Again, in 10 and 1 thirds innings, Charlie Morton took two losses, gave up nine runs, 15 hits, and three home runs. That obviously is not encouraging when it comes to Charlie Morton's start to the season. Now, if you go back to last season, he also had a pretty rough start to the season as well. He struggled out of the gate. So it's not like this is unprecedented. We, we've seen it before. And obviously, you know, with the veteran that Charlie Morton is, with the consistency that he has shown, you certainly figure that at some point he'll be able to find his groove and move forward. However, with the Braves now being at 6-8, and eight, you certainly do want that to happen sooner rather than later, and you expect that it would because he looked very good in his first start of the season. but one thing to definitely watch is Charlie Morton continuing over his next few starts. Does't seem as if there is any you know concerns of it you know off his injury from last year Doesn't seem like there's anything long term. It just seems like he's figuring himself out. but for a team that certainly has aspirations, of going to the playoffs, going to the World Series. Obviously, we've got a long time to figure it out. A big part of the reason why they were able to do it last year was the performances of Max Reed and Charlie Morton as co-aces. You certainly hope that Charlie Morton returns to that level in the near future. Obviously, Max Fried with his start on Tuesday night, that was highly encouraging. One of the best starts we've seen from him, you know, over the recent years. As a matter of fact, kind of, you know, him at his peak, which we've seen more often than not in 2020 and 2021. So you've got Max Fried certainly seeming as if he's starting to find his groove. You hope Charlie Morton definitely follows in those footsteps as well. The other thing that stands out is the Jekyll and Hyde performance of the offense. Now, There's only so much you could take away when it comes to the Braves' offense against the Dodgers. They hardly ever perform well out in L.A. One of the reasons why is how good the Dodgers are as a team, and they are as it is at home. But one thing that kind of has fallen off for the Braves is their overall patience at the plate. You know, going into the weekend, the Braves were leading the Major League Baseball in walks. But over the past four to five games, they certainly have not shown the same patience. They've not created as many opportunities for run-scoring plays because they've not reached base as much. Now, again, one of the reasons why is because of the quality of pitching that they're facing, but this does does go to show that if the Braves are not walking, if the Braves are not getting on base, if they're not showing patience at the plate, it makes it even harder for them to be able to score runs consistently, especially when besides their 2, 3, and 4 hitters right now, there's not a lot of consistency. Yes, Ozzie Albies as well as Travis Darno, they are getting big hits at times. But outside of Matt Olson, Austin Riley, and Marcelo Zuna, there's not too much consistency right now when it comes to the Braves offense. Yes, they're making hard contact. Yes, there are good results at times. But as we've seen in this Dodgers series, the, you know the Braves were able to win. On Tuesday, but outside of that, they got a couple of big hits during the series. But you know, for the majority of the series, the Braves really did not pose a threat to consistently score. That's something that you know, with the off day today, with the way, with the uh, day to recharge, day to get going again. Obviously, returning home, you have to hope that the consistency of the Braves being able to, you know, in multiple ways, put runners on base, whether it's timely hits, whether it's walks, making hard contact, co- contact. You hope that the Braves are able to regain their earlier in the season form in which they were able to create opportunities in multiple ways, getting runners on base via walks, getting runners on base via hits, and obviously consisting, consistently making hard contact, to even if the results may not be there all the time, you at least have enough chances to cash in enough to support the pitching. And the third thing that stands out is though the bullpen did still, you know, have a, a bit of its struggles, it felt like that the bullpen also righted the ship a bit, you know, especially in San Diego, you know, to where it can start to deliver a bit more, to where it has the ability to support the offense to come back in games or to support the starting staff. Once the offense has given the Braves the lead in game. So overall, certainly a lot left to improve. There clearly is room for improvement, but with all things considered, a six and eight record getting one of the tougher road trips of the season out of the way early, the Braves certainly have to feel at least that, you know, hey, six and eight. But we certainly know where we can improve, certainly have seen some things improved, so I would still feel that they are highly encouraged going into their first off day of the season and looking at an upcoming homestand starting this week.
0: Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team.
1: Live only on Netflix. Of course, the Braves' performance in L.A., them finishing up their first road trip of the season before they were able able to experience their first off day of the season today, that wasn't the biggest news of the day for the Braves. The big news of the day for the Braves actually happened off the field when the Braves traded left-hander Sean Newcomb to the Chicago Cubs for familiar face Jesse Chavez and cash considerations. Now, obviously, in the grand scheme of things, This isn't necessarily that big of a move. Yes, the Braves are getting back Jesse Chavez, who, while he was not, you know, you could consider him part of the night shift from last year. Not one of the most important pieces, but certainly someone that was a versatile arm for the Braves, either in middle relief. He did start a few games towards the end of last year as well. He is someone that in his role, in terms of what he was asked to do, he definitely exceeded expectations for the Braves last year. So a familiar face, a versatile arm that the franchise knows, they're able to welcome him back and add him to an already very deep bullpen. But of course, the bigger story is is that the Sean Newcomb era with the Braves has finally come to an end. And it was an era that was always much more highlighted by potential or flashes, and to be honest, at times, disappointment than it was long stretches of productivity. Of course, we go back to... When Sean Newcomb was welcomed to the Braves in a time when many moves that were made by the Braves certainly seemed to be astute, certainly seemed to make sense. This this happened around the same time that the Braves were able to trade Shelby Miller for Dansby Swanson, Aaron Blair, and Ender Ciarte. One of the best moves that many considered of the Braves rebuild during the latter part or the middle part of the 2010s. Perhaps the worst move that was made during that time frame was when the Braves traded shortstop in Drelton Simmons, who was on a very affordable contract at the time, though a lot of uh, his value was in his defense, still a player who was going to offer plenty of value moving forward. The Braves traded in Drelton Simmons to the... LA Angels, and the prize that they got back was Sean Newcomb. Now, early in his time with the Braves, it seemed like that Newcomb was someone that could eventually become a long-term part of the starting rotation. If you go back to 2018, Sean Newcomb, a year that the Braves won their first division title in in this year, in this stretch of winning four straight division titles, 30 starts, 164 innings, 160 strikeouts, 3.90 ERA. 4.1 4.1 poor FIP. Not bad right? You know, not necessarily terrible when it comes to starting pitching, but obviously the thing that stood out was that the control for Sean Newcomb was always going, it was definitely going to be an issue moving forward. That always was the big question mark about Sean Newcomb. There's a ton of potential, but could he ever harness his control to be able to have long stretches without getting himself in trouble consistently? And that's just one thing Sean Newcomb could not avoid. It was either the That his control would not allow for him to go long stretches without consistently putting runners on base via walks or working up his pitch count, or it was the fact that you know, once he harnessed that a bit, he became more hittable. And it was just there was so much inconsistency with Sean Newcomb, though the overall numbers in 2018 as a starter and then in 2019 as a reliever, it felt like that Sean Newcomb at times could figure it out in one of those roles, but he just never was able to stay consistent. Or the best way to put it, Sean Newcomb was never able to find the opportunity to truly be reliable in whatever role the Braves were going to utilize him in. And it just never figured itself out. There were times where he certainly showed flashes. There were times where it was hopeful that he would be able to work off maybe one or two weeks of good performances, but then after that, he would fall a bit off. And then from 2020 till this year, Newcomb just has not been able to find any sort of consistency at all, and it finally worked itself out to where the Braves were able to find a new home for him with the Cubs, and obviously bring back a familiar face in Jesse Chavez. So that at some point in time, we expected for this to be what was going to work out in 2022. You came into this season when it came to the Braves with a group of pitchers in Tuki Tasson and Kyle Wright and Sean Newcomb. If you even want to throw Wascar, you know in there, it makes sense. But there were three to four pitchers who for multiple years now have shown obviously why they were considered at one time top prospects, but have just never been able to truly figure it out with the Braves in Atlanta. We've now seen Kyle Wright start to figure it out as he now has become a clear part of this rotation moving forward. However, for Sean Newcomb, it simply did not work out. And though it's just the start of the season, at some point, you have to add to this team more certainty than uncertainty, and that's why Newcomb, obviously, has been moved on from, and the Braves have brought in Jesse Chavez. The next one up may be Tuki Toussaint. You know, last year, late in the year, we saw Toussaint put some good starts together, but then, unfortunately, his control issues started to come up again, and he wasn't able to stay consistent. So will Toussaint be able to figure it out now that he's back in the majors, or is he going to run into the same inconsistency, and basically is this going to really be his final opportunity to try to make the most of his talent? In Atlanta. At the end of the day, it's kind of a changing of the guard for the Braves in a good way as they're shifting from this group of young pitchers that you know at one time included Bryce Wilson, included Kyle Wright, Sean Newcomb, Tukey Tasson. It seems like that right now, the one out of that group that has really figured it out, that you hope has figured it out, Ian Anderson as well, you hope that Kyle Wright and Ian Anderson have figured it out to be long-term parts of the Braves rotation. But with the younger arms coming up in the Spencer Striders, in the Bryce Elders, even Tucker Davidson, Kyle Muller, and others, the Braves are going to be shifting to the pitchers that they feel have higher upside, that they feel could potentially work themselves out better. And of course, that's going to lead to less opportunities. And as we now have seen, if the Braves have opportunities where they can bring in certainty like they can in Jesse Chavez, like he was in 2021, we may see the Braves start to officially move on from some of these pitchers who just have not been able to figure it out over the past few years. It's now Sean Newcomb. It'll be interesting to see how it works out with Tuki Tassant with this time when it comes to his tour in the majors. So it's an off day for the Braves, a needed one, I would say, as they look to return home before they start what should be a great opportunity for them to really start to find a groove into their season. A more than manageable schedule coming up for the Braves when it comes to the teams they'll be facing on this homestand. It certainly will be interesting to see how that gets started this weekend. And that's what we'll do tomorrow on the Daily Hammer, previewing this upcoming homestand for the Braves. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the, the Battery Power Podcast, and the Road to Atlanta Podcast on all at batterypower.com and at batterypowersbn on all forms of social media. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at statssac on Twitter. Make sure you check out the podcast network where the Battery Power Podcast Network wherever podcasts are free on all platforms make sure you hit subscribe. We know that your support. Just know that your support is very much appreciated and we all are very thankful that you enjoy the great podcast content that we consistently put out. Thanks so much for joining us here on The Daily Hammer. Hope you have a great Thursday and we'll talk to you again tomorrow here on The Daily Hammer.